Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> You'll laugh. <laughs> And you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. G'day. And Matt Bradshaw. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. So I just went to order coffees. Yes. First of all, I asked you if you wanted one. You might remember this conversation from ten minutes ago. Where I said, I'm going to get a coffee. This is actually, as we were driving past, the foodery. Yes. And I said, foodery, coffee. Because <laughs> I've only had two today, and I could have Me another too. one. Yeah. Yeah. This would be my third. Um, but I only had one sugar in the first one. So, And I've only got one in this one. Right. So that's the same as one normal coffee at my house. Oh. But I did have apple juice today. Right. So, yeah. Mm. Anyway, so... Uh, I said, do you want a coffee? And you said, no. And I said, do you want a coffee? And you said, no. And I said, coffee? And I said, no. And then you said, all right, then. I went, well, black, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Does that how it went? Yeah, more or less. Um, So there's two things about this. One is, you just, like, I feel like I've kind of uh, become a bit of a martyr with the vegetarian thing. Because I don't like vegetables. Right. You know. You're not a vegetarian. You just don't eat meat. Okay. With a non-vegetarian. So what I I mean by that, and I'm not trying to be a shitty jerk kind of guy. No, no, it's unusual. Yeah, I mean, I am that guy. I'm not trying to be, though. Mm. Um, You're mostly... You're a carbivore. You're mostly carbs. You do eat vegetables. Oh, yeah. But you're mostly carbs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is what happens to a lot of vegetarians because it's hard to get enough energy out of vegetables. It's hard to eat enough vegetables to get enough energy, so you get your energy from the glucose and carbs. Yeah. Whereas anyway, us, us carnivores, we get our energy from... Yeah. So uh, my point about that being... Ma- gluconeogenesis, that's what Good. we get. <laughs> Say it again. Gluconeogenesis. Wow. Gluconeogenesis. Yeah, which we turn protein into glucose. Okay. Yeah. Um, I turn glucose into fat. That's what I do. I certainly uh, have... Noticed. How dare you? What I did notice is that these this, these suit pants that I bought four years ago are really loose. If I didn't have a belt, they would fall off my ass. I didn't know you uh, didn't know you um, had a donkey. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to let it go. Yeah. yeah, but then I froze. Uh, you you always calls me donkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so point being that um, yeah, I don't like vegetables. I just like animals more. Right. But I like animals more than vegetables too. I just got this whole thing of, fuck, we're only on the planet one. So I live so much of my life as, I'm only on the planet one time. I should do all the things I want to do. But by rights, that includes knocking animals over and killing them and eating them. Because I really like animals. They're delicious. They are delicious. But they're much nicer when you can just cuddle them. That's true, but you don't have to eat the animals you cuddle. But I would. You would eat the animals you cuddle. I would eat the animals I cuddle too if I was really, really hungry and starving. Anyway, yeah. you said long black, yes. and then I, I don't, I don't drink long blacks. I drink right. lovely, lovely cow juice yes. things. Um, and so I went inside and I said, 
but uh, can I get um, just a black coffee? And she said, a long black? Damn it. That's what he asked for. But it just felt weird. She said, what do you mean? I said, it just felt, I don't know, coffee's weird. And she said, did you feel silly saying long black? I said, you know, don't make it weird. I meant just like coffee. Like I just want a white coffee, but I say flat white. And I just want a black coffee, but I say long black. Because that's, he knows. That's what I should have just said. I don't like saying By long. this stage, she'd had it made. I don't like, I was out the door well, I don't again. like saying long black, and I actually don't generally like what long long black is, it, is either because of the way different people make it. And that's just... Um, what? Well, I like to have one, one little shot of coffee and the rest hot water. Right. Um, Isn't that what a long black is? It's just inconsistent. Isn't that a black coffee? That's a black coffee. I'd rather have a black coffee. So I'd rather have a black coffee, not a long black, but no one ever make There's just inconsistency from place to place. So if you stay long black, you get something a little bit more consistent. Shit. What it's hard is? work. It shouldn't be that hard with coffee. That uh, was my point. Question about the... Um, Always asking questions. Um, 100% respect people's decision to be vegetarians about you know their ideas about how to treat animals um, and it's a very big complex world so how does that relate to how you feel about milk mm-hmm. and milking uh, like having cows that are perpetually it's a really pregnant. big problem yeah for me yeah yep I it's the it's the really close step to vegan for me. yeah okay see I, I kind of I have <laughs> I have a little bit more of an issue with enslavement of animals, like so, like horse racing and things like that, that I do about eating them. I, like I feel like, you know, millions of years of evolution uh, lead to human beings being what they are today because they ate meat, and that's all well, the science that we have currently suggests that's undeniable. And so I feel like there's nothing wrong with eating meat. I think, psych- like the psychology of feeling like it's okay to enslave animals to do your bidding is a whole other step and it's a little bit that to me is more questionable than the reality of needing to eat things to survive what about training dogs to sit and shake hands and roll over uh well no i have no issue with that based on the fact that we understand that most dogs mental capacity is around about that of a two-year-old human being and so they need stimulation without stimulation dogs go crazy so the training of a dog to do things is very much like the tr- keeping their brain healthy what about training dogs to jump through hoops of fire uh i don't <laughs> obstacle I, I've never done by obstacle way. courses and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I think fun. I don't think anything that make that potentially freaks a dog out. So, for example, my dog just cannot deal with um, like grates in the road mm. and can't deal with stairs mm. that are see through. Yes, he cannot do it. He will not go Harvey's up. Harvey's the same. He will not go up one. So, if I go to someone's apartment building and it has normal stairs. He's up. Yeah. Sweet. Loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See through steps. I have to pick him up. Yeah, and yeah. 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 And he cr- he's like absolutely loses yeah, his shit. Yeah. We're walking down the street. Big fluffy. And he goes. <laughs> sometimes surprisingly almost rips my arm off because I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, the th- I mean, the hoop of fire stuff. 
Yeah, the hoops? Sure, if they've got no aversion to jumping through a hoop, I don't know why you'd have to light it on fire. That seems like a little bit like humans and dicks. <clears throat> the jumping through the hoops thing, not a problem. Okay. So animals is entertainment. Bow, bow. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, for example, um, I used to love when I was a kid watching sheepdog trials on TV. Yeah. Because in the UK, mm. like, now... There's an element of that. It's not that far away from how dogs, working dogs are used, mm. right? And what you come to understand the more you, uh, the more you look into that is that a sheepdog pretty much lasts three or four years because they wear themselves out. And the reason why they wear themselves out is because a dog acts like a whole pack of dogs and that's how they, that's how they run around and round up the sheep. But then there's that aspect of, well, does the dog go... Would the dog go crazy anyway from f- boredom? Because that breed of dog does that really well. You can't get, you can't get other And it is breeds. instinctive. It is instinctive for those kind of wolfy type Absolutely. dogs. So um, is putting it on TV a thing, an issue because it's entertainment? I don't think so because they're working dogs. They're not, they're not dogs that they train to round up sheep just to put them on TV. Mm. They're like, they're working dogs and then they go on the weekends and they, you know, they do these things too. So, but dogs just as entertainment? Yeah, issue. Same as we spoke horses on- for horse racing that, you know, don't actually get to frolic in a paddock with with other horses just to... Being hang, horses. Ha- just being horses. I mean, yeah, I have an issue with that stuff. Yeah. I'd only have an issue with eating them. Hmm. Horses? Yeah. Dogs? Anything. Really? Yeah. I have an issue with... What, uh, and this is it really is actually a conversation I had with my dad yesterday. We were up at the farm and we're... Um, we're about to do a big, uh, dig a, a huge trench to run some pipes so that there's water in all parts of the property. And I was helping him with some firewood and he's telling me, well, this is what we're going to do. We have to hire a, a trencher, um, which is really expensive in order to, to dig this thing. We were talking about stuff and he said, I think I'm going to have to build some shelter up here because it gets really windy. Um, I said, are oh, you going a bit soft in your old age? Shelter for what? The sheep. Um, How many sheep? Uh, there'll be about 70 at that point. Shit! Um, Didn't know that. And he said, oh, he said, yeah, yeah, I mean, I know they're animals and sheep and they live outside and stuff. And I said, yeah, but you want them to have while they're alive. and Because he's, he's bringing them to go off to market. Right? Mm. While they're alive, they should live a good life. And I 100% agree with that. Like, like I think it's okay to, to breed sheep for me. While they're alive, they should be, they should get to walk around and enjoy all the benefits of being a sheep. Mm. And then, as humanely as possible I don't know that's a weird concept when you're taking something's life to eat it but it goes on a truck goes to market and then as soon as possible with as little fuss as possible its Mm. life ends and then it becomes food I mean that's how things have been for millions of years not farmed that way but how animals have have been used Mm. by other animals in order to perpetuate species I think it's okay, I, but I yeah the whole thing about like let's put a saddle on it and then if it doesn't run fast enough we'll just shoot it and then get another one mm. like I just um, that's that's weird psychology for me mm. yeah and I've said a lot in this podcast in eleven minutes mm. why don't you say something <laughs> mm. um how's your coffee it's good how's your it's full of milky goodness yeah. Cow juice. Cow juice. 
Yeah, so um, a vegan friend of mine had a conversation with me just the other day about, um, uh, you know, the fact that, I was going to say Australians, that's not right. <laughs> Humans are the only mammals that drink the, the mammary lactations of any other mammal. And I said I was fine with that. Just give me the cow and I'll get on it. She didn't think that was funny. Mm. You know why? Why is it? Because vegans are singularly lacking in a sense of humour. <laughs> and you know why? Because they lack, don't lactate or something. No, <laughs> just because they're frail. They're frail. Frail and sad. Yeah. And a bit angry at the world. I had a barbecue with a friend of mine just recently. Um, was it a vegan barbecue? Uh, no, well, he didn't know I was vegetarian. Right. And I was quite proud of that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been quite a few years and he and I have been mates for... 20 years yeah yeah I didn't know no well why would you well I'm just amazed you didn't tell me no 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 that's the point yeah, you're not a militant vegetarian no yeah just do your thing yeah I don't know if we've spoken about that on the podcast before I've got another friend of mine who she stopped doing it now but we would go out for dinner and she'd say I feel bad like eating this in front of me it's like, don't feel bad oh well like, I you met, do your thing I met someone yesterday who used to feel bad about going out for dinner with you and Sam it's like I feel she watches the podcast it's like I feel bad it's like what? Nah. Yeah. Just fucking do your thing. You do yeah. your thing. I'll do my thing. Yeah. I think, um, I think given where we have been this morning, um, which is to our friend uh, Geordie's mum's funeral, uh, and she's almost 81 years old when she passed away, and I, I, I'm someone who, who feels like when someone gets to live a long life and... Uh, and by all accounts a long great life with great experiences and good people like in this scenario um, I, I can see the, the positives of that like I can see that I know it's I know it's sad when people lose people that they love but um, I think there's an element that makes me reflect on it and, and think about like choices that people make about their lives and like why are they making those choices and is it for is it philosophical is it for health and those things, those kind of things, I think they're really important. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of really healthy vegetarians and, and vegans and carnivals, right? And I think there's a lot of people who are not. And so when you reflect on other people's lives who've, you know, seem to have lived a long, happy life, and you think about your own, it's like, what choices am I making so that I can have a life that is similar to that, which is, you know, along with good people in it and with good times and adventures? Um, and I think our gen- our generation, uh, we we don't tend to well, like we don't come from a background, say like Jordy's mum, which is you know just born before the war, and uh, tend to they tend to get they, that generations tend to, to get on with their life and not faff around with stuff, you know. And we, I think, are not necessarily as matter of fact about having a good life um, we're a bit more uh, anxiety prone uh, uh, I think you know because mm-hmm. we have so we have our perception of what is possible in, in our lives is so much greater yeah so we like what we have this anxiety about what do I choose what do I choose which, which path do I go down and I think that generation is very much like you know I know where I've come from and I know that how to take advantage of what is in front of me and not faff around with not be able to make a choice about this, that, or the other. 
so I wonder about things like when people make choices about and having certainly my background with food um, until I was 35 um, and being terribly unhealthy um, my focus is far more about being healthy than whether I enjoy the food that I eat or you know my f- philosophy on on where it comes from and stuff like it's like I want I want to be around for as long as I can. Yeah, yeah, you, you certainly do have a touch of reformed smoker about you. Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm. Um, Just a touch. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be at my vegetarian best friend's funeral in five years because, you know, potentially, yes, you would, you didn't eat meat, but maybe the rest of your diet was not as good as it could be. So, I don't want. <laughs> I also don't. Well, this has taken a turn. No, I'm just saying. That, it's, I mean, I think it's reasonable to have have conversations with people about the choices that they make about that stuff, and it's you you are responsible for telling people that you care about them and that you want them to make good choices, mm. and that if you so choose to make whatever choice you want to, and you know, fuck it and throw caution to the wind, then well, that's your choice. But I think you're silently judging me. No, I'm not silently judging you. I'm, uh, I'm openly saying it's your choice and you can live the way you want to. But if I was silent about not saying, I care about you and I want you to be around as long as you can, so I encourage you to make choices, to be engaged with those choices as opposed to just go, I just want to do what I want. Like, I think if I asked you honestly, not just you, but anyone, like, would you, would you lo- prefer to live a longer life um, without going through the pain of poor health at some point in your life and probably more towards the end? Or would you rather do what, say, my dad kind of jokingly says, you're not here for a very long time, so if you can't eat it, drink it, smoke it, or fuck it, I'm not interested. Mm. Like, that might be true, but I've also seen my dad in hospital in excruciating pain, and at that point in time, he would rather have not made all those decisions. Mm. And so that's where I, I say it's important for people... That you're, my that you serious love. question to you, though, yeah. my actual serious question, which I was trying to get to when I, you know, asked jokingly, silently judging. <laughs> do you think I live an unhealthy lifestyle? Uh, yes, I do. Really? Yeah. Because because you're a carbivore, and because of what we know about carbs and sugar, and you know, there's not just a sugar in there. There's the sugar from the milk, and then the thing about sugar is it doesn't it doesn't it's not like other things, and that kind of lifestyle it doesn't kill you straight away hmm. it takes 50 years hmm. um, things like you know metabolic syndrome and type 2 diabetes and stuff like that they're, they're, they take a really long time to develop and once they hit they're, they're hard to reverse and they they're tough for people hmm. Hmm. do you live my 50 years starts from here so I'll be alright <laughs> But that's the thing, like, it's that question to ask people. is like, uh, and everyone tends to respond with, well, like, they've got examples in life of people who are definitely more unhealthy than they are. And so I'm not as bad as that. And I'm the same. Like, there are, I've got plenty of people in my life, I go, well, listen, I'm not as bad as that. Does that mean I'm as good as I could be? No. Is there room for improvement? Yes. And, like, what are you living for? Like, what, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that people who, like my dad, for example, are wrong to live that way. I'm just saying that's someone I care about 
and I should let them know that I want them to be around as long as possible. And maybe if the 50th person says it, that's when they go, yeah, I actually, well, if that many people want me around for as long as possible, then, then maybe I can take some interest beyond just doing what I've always done. And that's that's the key. I mean, you know, and yeah. So are you as bad as you could be? No. Are you as good as you could be? No. Is there room for improvement? Yes. Am I saying this because I'm trying to be a militant prick? No. Just saying it because I care about you. And uh, yeah, I do like sound like a reform smoker about it. But it would be better for me to express it without, and also say, you can make whatever choice you want, and it's uh, that's okay with me. But it's yeah, important. It's not okay with him, though. But it is. Yeah. But it's important that I tell you regularly, like I want you around as long as possible. Hmm. Hmm. What? Just looking at you, dude. Uh, if you're looking at this video, I'm now looking at you. It's important to me that you're around as long as possible. So I encourage you to engage with your health as much as you can. <sighs> Have you got a word? I don't. No. Do you? My word yes. is nice. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so I have to guess what that means. You have to guess. Uh, I think it is uh, English pronunciation of the name of a town in France and <laughs> English for... English for Went there. Some English person went there once. And went, this is amazing. This place is beautiful. What's it called? Nice. <laughs> I think it's Nice. It's so good. We'll name a biscuit after it. <laughs> I can help. Yeah. That's sweet. They we are. should put some sugar on top of it. <laughs> they are actually called Nice biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. Not nice ones. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Good night. <laughs> Nice. What is it? Tell us. Uh, late 13th century. Mm -hmm. Its meaning was foolish, stupid, or senseless. Uh, from oh, the old French nice. niece. Yeah. Um, oh, which is actually from the 12th century. Meaning careless, clumsy, weak, poor, needy, simple, stupid, silly, foolish. Uh, which was from the Latin, necius. Meaning ignorant, unaware. So we're catching here that nice has nothing to do with the way we use it now. Uh, that's nice. I think it does. Really? Yeah, that's, that's nice. I think I use it. That's how I use nice. If I think someone's lovely, I say, he's lovely. I don't say he's nice. Such a nice guy means, yeah, he'd probably cheat on you, but most of the time he... Dude, <laughs> come on. It's those things. Yeah. That's not... Oh, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Yeah. Um, Be nice. I am being nice. So... Uh, the idea that it's gone from that to mean what it does now is like really just lost in the mists. Over time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's actual... The mists? <laughs> um, so not knowing in, in Latin 
is the from the the root word which is ne meaning not and then the next part um sky from science so literally not knowing science which went through through the 14th century to mean from timid to fussy and fastidious to in the middle of the 14th century saying precise and careful and then into the 1500s just somehow being agreeable and delightful isn't that brilliant so in the space of a hundred years it changed from being foolish a lot happens in a hundred years mate like what Well, us. What? Yeah, we have happened in the span of a hundred years. Speak for yourself. Well, I've been around longer than that. Currently entering my fourteenth millennium. Hey, let's talk about opinion. What? Um. As in the word? No, but let's. I'm going to do that word for our next one. Okay. Opinion. Um. I was thinking about it because uh, how, like, for example, you and I, we had uh, we had someone come to visit us at a gig last night, and of course, I, you know, when I, someone said something, and I take opposition to it, I'm quite happy to suggest that I take opposition to it, and you are much more accommodating than I am, and you you like let something go, and I think maybe that's a little bit because you're like, oh, Dom's here, he's not going to let this go, I'm just going <laughs> to. Um, and I was thinking about when someone expresses an opinion, and the thing about an opinion is effectively everyone's opinion's wrong, like because no one has all of the information, and all everyone's idea of the world is biased, right? Because of their experience. So, so basically, anything you can say, someone else can, if they want to, kind of pick it apart and go. Well, you know, maybe you don't know this or maybe you don't know that and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's not many of us that are happy to have that happen. You know, when, you, when someone will say something and then someone else goes, man, I think, I'm good. I think we should talk about this. And they're not ready to go into bat for themselves about it or, or let their opinion evolve over the course of that conversation. And I, I find that... Um. Oh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but yeah. surely you have conversations with people, not like the one that happened last <laughs> night, but <laughs> where someone expresses an opinion and you say, my experience is this, and they, and over the course of some sort of conversation, you come to a, perhaps a different consensus. Well, maybe they do. <laughs> you probably don't. Um We've been through this before. <laughs> I know, I know. None of your beliefs are as strongly felt, held. I know. No, no, they're strongly held. They're just they're not ironclad at all. <laughs> okay, dear. Anyway, um, last night was was a different situation. Well, what's your uh, reading of it? Um, that. <laughs> She's gonna watch this. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I like her. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I've, there's someone I never want to have a conversation with again. No, no, I was I like, know I was just I, it, what I noticed, and it wasn't it wasn't I noticed this about that person, and therefore you know, I, but I noticed like I noticed that about a lot of people. Like you know, they'll say something, and they, they have a 
a belief about it and then when you go yeah let's talk about that no i just noticed that sonia was immovable from her first point and most people are about something that they've yeah yeah okay that's interesting yeah and that's like and that's my that's my my thing it's like i think that's not my experience i think most people are about certain things and not about everything i mean obviously you know you can't be immovable about everything you you wouldn't be able to get along in the world but um a lot of us and it's not that they're immovable altogether they're just not prepared to have that conversation in that moment with whoever it is which often is of course more from my experience me who says let's unpack this i'm interested i don't agree with you but i'm not saying that you don't have valid points in your perception but i want to know what they are because sometimes people express an opinion and this is not what happened last night sometimes people express an opinion and then you go let's talk about that they go oh, i actually don't have anything to back that up. i just said it it's not what sonia said last night mm. um but because i'm one of those people that if something catches me i'm like oh i'm interested to find out what you think about that sometimes people will go oh, i actually don't know i just you know said that mm. maybe what they're saying is I forgot who I was talking to and I really couldn't be fucked having this conversation with you. Maybe they're saying that. Maybe that's the subtext when they go, yeah, I just said it. Maybe they're just trying to get out. Is that how you see yourself these days? What do you mean? Exactly exactly that. Do you see yourself as the person that that people sometimes say? No. no, I I forgot who I was dealing with here. I'm just not going to bother. I don't see myself as that at all. Okay. But it doesn't mean that that's not how people see me. What I do see is that is a potential thing that can happen. So I'm just kind of, I'm hypothesizing as to why someone doesn't want to engage in the conversation and they they say, eh, I, I didn't really say it. Maybe, maybe they actually don't have uh, a, a concerted opinion about something. Maybe they just say something and they go, ah, I actually can't back that up. I just said something. Maybe what they're saying is, well, I'm not talking to you about it. I don't know. But I'm just saying it's possible. There's possible a whole, whole bunch of things that I haven't thought of. But hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it is, and people are. Yeah. Is it something that um, you find pe- like it's a, like a general held kind of idea about something and that you disagree with? Like, for instance, we've had conversations about the idea of gifts and talent, and I, like, I have my vibe on that. Um, but do you have anything similar? No, I agree with you. Tell me why you agree with me. I'm interested to find out. Was <laughs> <laughs> that just something you say so you don't want to talk about it more? <laughs> uh, no, no, I... Um I wasn't, uh, I don't think last night I was taking up a contrary viewpoint or anything like that. I just, uh, no, you just, you just let me run with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Kind of? Well, not really. Also, I didn't want Sam to feel left out. (laughs) So I had a conversation with, I I wingmanned you in your, in your conversation. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Good mate. You're a good mate. Try to be. Yeah. Um, I don't have those sorts of conversations with people at gigs um, I think mainly <laughs> anyone who watches this is probably going to take me to task now and say that's fucking not what you do at all 
but I think mainly I just have quite lightweight conversations with people about what they're doing in their lives. Sure. So, in a little bit the same way that you said that what we do, singing and playing and all that sort of stuff, is just what we do. Like, that's our field of expertise because we've worked on it yeah. for so long. The same as a doctor or a lawyer or a school teacher. Um, people, like, I'll get to a gig. So, what's going on? It's like, eh, same old, same old. Which is not true. Like, it's not the same old, same old for me. Like, there's lots sure. of things that I'm doing, but... Actually, your own life is really only interesting to you, and it's not that interesting to anyone else. So it's much easier for me just to say, yeah, you know, just doing the same thing. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, you know, great. You clean your bar. I'll play my songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. Uh... Yeah. I, I. I could. I see where you're coming from with that, and I think. And my most recent experience about sort of actually meeting someone and having deeper conversations with them is, fuck that. I'm not doing it anymore. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Much happier. Yeah. Much happier when I just have lovely, light, fluffy conversations about lovely, light, fluffy animals. Play that some you don't songs. Eat. Play some songs, have a beer. Go yeah, on. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Given I know the background to what you're talking about, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just had a gutful of conflict. Full stop. Oh, like in I, life, I yeah. can't be fucked. I, do you know what that? Uh, what do you think that's a, about with conflict? Do you, do you, I think that it's about um, the absurdity of how people have expectations of people that they have no right to have expectation from. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean. Well, I think expectations are a very, very dangerous thing to indulge in anyway. Absolutely. But, uh, I find often that thing about what we do, for example, people, and we're relatively, well, we are friendly. We're friendly people, absolutely. But there's something about a familiarity that people feel like they have with you because of what you do. Yeah. Um, and which is not based on... Um, actual real life interaction over a long enough period of time there's, a, there's, a, there's like a real quick familiarity and it's like right well I get that That's, I understand that but you don't you don't have the right to have an expectation from me I'm not actually part of your yeah. history <clears throat> yeah. and um, and I don't have an exp- I guess other people might other people might treat people like it but I don't have an expectation of you like that and so we are we are not on equal footing here of like what this is and now you're upset at me for something I've not done like yeah it happens a lot it happens a lot with what we do I've just I've I've met a couple of girls recently um both of whom over the course of a really short period of time have used the phrase or phrases like yeah yeah you you'll find me challenging I I don't about situations that uh, that aren't challenging. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, challenging and just annoying are two different <laughs> things. Um, but that I mean, even I that I don't need to be fucking challenged in my fucking four-week-old friendships with people. No, I d- just well. The more to the point with that. Is that anyone who, anyone who enters into a friendship, 
with the caveat that their new friend is going to find them challenging is not someone you should be friends with. No, it's not. Like, that's... I mean, basically... And it's the idea of... Um, and I... My last long-term relationship conversations were, would often come down to... There's that idea of when you're familiar, you can, you know, you can get away with stuff, right? And I would say, that doesn't wash with me. It's like, if I'm your partner, I get the majority of your consideration. I'm top of the list of consideration and you are top of the list of mine, right? And it's like, I don't consider people that I don't know more than people that who, are, who I'm intimate with. No, right? of and course po- not. And polite manners is something like, you know, that society kind of suggests, like, oh, you treat, you know, you know, that's what we do. And once you become familiar, then you can, you know, you can... Uh, snap at people and things like that like I've, I know people who are in long term relationships and the way they talk to each other just breaks my heart it's mm. like I, I was just like that it just doesn't sound like you love them and I know that you do but like everything should be um, I feel like there should be a concerted effort to not be lazy with the people that you care about so if someone says to you in like a you know four week old friendship you're going to find me challenging it's like actually what you should be saying to me is I have intention of you being a part of my life for a really long time. I'm going to take extra care for you not to be, for you not to have to be challenged for it to be a nurturing relationship. Now, I know that nurturing relationships have their challenges, but that's not about people being challenging. Like, uh, no, and it's, it's, um, it comes back, and the reason I brought it up is it comes back to the, the part of the conversation we're having about opinions. Because I do have those conversations with... I do have those conversations with people where they are immovable. Yeah. So what they're what they're stating as fact is also kind of often in a really kind of ephemeral realm. Yeah. And that well that which is how you can afford to be immovable because it means you're not actually engaging with um the fact of the, the facts involved it's like well that's my idea right okay I'm not going to move on it it's like well what if I present this fact it doesn't really matter because that's not how I feel about it and it's interesting when um, and that's why I, I engage with those conversations because when someone makes a statement and often about me about the way they perceive me or someone I, I care about and they make a statement and I say let's talk about that because that's not like that seems to me like that omits all of the important information and it's just a bit of a like a, a it's a I don't like to say fluffy it's a, it's an idea but it's not based in the experience of the person who's the subject it's based in the experience of the person who sees a subject and then doesn't know your history um yeah getting getting deep mm. Like us, but I care. Like what I was trying to say is, like when someone says something, I was like, "Oh, I care that you see the world that way," because that doesn't seem like this doesn't seem like a really productive or healthy way to see it. So it's not that I want to change your mind. It's just I want to I want you to have a better experience or a better understanding. So I want to want to offer you a discussion so that you can go away and go, "Oh, I hadn't I haven't thought of it like that." I still I'm more than happy for people to not change their mind, but it's. I'm actually I'm okay with that and it's a bit like what we're talking about with with food and and stuff like that I'm okay for people to live in any way they want to 
But if they have other other information at hand and still decide to, that's way better than just ignoring the fact that there's other information to be had. And then, I mean, it's okay for people to still have their ideas and how they feel about stuff. But it's better for them to have that and another perspective. Mm. Uh, I, I believe. Mm. Yeah, okay. But yeah, you'll find me difficult. Oh, God, if anyone ever says to me, like, I'll be like, no, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so... I won't know. find you at all. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've ever heard... I don't I don't know if I've said it to you. I probably have, even just in passing, that I live in a bubble. Um, I much prefer it. Where I just... I have a really small frame of reference and I deal with the stuff that's most important that gets thrust in front of me and... Ah, oh, but there's a, here's a question for you about that. Mm. Like, I would... The stuff that gets thrust in front of you—is f- front of you, is it the most important, or is it just the stuff that gets thrust? No, no, it's usually yeah. like someone just reminds me that I'm supposed to be somewhere that I've yeah, right. forgotten is coming I, up, yeah. which is fine. Because if I didn't end up being there, well, then I wouldn't know about it. But if they tell me about it, then I am. <laughs> I feel like I live my life similarly to you. I just uh, the language I use is different. So you say that you like to live in a bubble, and I say I've tried to simplify my life so that it doesn't have unimportant shit acting like it's important yeah, so it's the same thing yeah so it's a, it's a similar thing it's just I don't even just that different use of language like the last four years five four and a half since I like mine is lovely gig friendly language that's why I use it yeah okay yeah yeah you know me I just live in a bubble yeah. it's fine but, it's like, but like you know hey come out after come out after the gig tonight it's like no I've got like it's not that I don't want to be sociable I don't like people I do I like being social like people I just know that my next week is full of mayhem and it's starting tomorrow morning after I'm going to have five hours sleep and voices don't deal with that very mm. well and it's not that I it's not that I'm an ignorant prick that doesn't like I didn't them. take it personally yeah thanks <laughs> um but those, those are the kind of things that, uh, no, I need to simplify my life. I need my life to be as simple as it can possibly be. And I, you know, I, I've never met anyone with a complex life who managed it very well. Mm. You know, it's, and, you know, for example, people who, um, who get in positions of uh, authority and, uh, I guess, you know, whether in, in their jobs, like they have PAs and secretaries and staff because they're, they can't manage that level of complexity. They mm. need other people to, to help them. And so if you don't have the ability to have staff and PAs, then you need to get your life as simple as you can manage it, you know. Uh, families, families are hard work. Like you need people to have different roles in the family to make the family work. And if you're supposed to do everything, like that's not sustainable. Mm. I don't need a PA. I've got a bubble. I've got two PAs. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I've got four mixing desks. I had a friend of mine the other day. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I had a friend of mine the other day ask if uh, where where she could get where she could get one of my bubbles. She said, I just I don't like all this drama in my life. I don't have drama in my life. Mm, you, you do. You do. Yeah. You, you, you do. Yeah. And you're bringing me into it. I'm not, yeah, not interested. Okay. 
It's a different person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Than the one you're thinking of necessarily. Oh, no, I wasn't thinking... I was... I wasn't thinking of anyone necessarily. <laughs> okay, good, okay. Yeah. 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 Shall we go and see Geordie? I would love to do Have that. a drink with him? Yeah. Let's go do that. Um, I would usually finish a podcast with saying something like Slider Biscuits. But uh, I'm going to say, don't eat salada biscuits. They're full of carbs and bad for your health. <laughs> no, I'm going to say, um, if you're listening to this, uh, the next thing you should do is call up someone or, or send someone a message or get a bunch of postcards and send them to people to say, I love you, I want you to be around as long as you can be. Isn't that funny? I, I, um, that's a beautiful way to finish. We should finish there. Sorry, dude, but now I'm just going to say this. I had a phone conversation with a friend the other day and as I finished, I said, I love you. And I got a follow-up message, text message, maybe, I don't know how I later saying, what's, uh, what's with the love you at the end of conversations all of a sudden? <laughs> I do say it to you a lot. Uh, yeah, and I just yeah. messaged back to her and said, because just, there just needs to be more love in the world. 100%. That's all. Yeah. Really simple. Yeah. So that's good. She took that on board. Love you. Uh, I love yous. <laughs> but I'm not a vegetarian. No. Yeah. And I think after I dig this trench with my dad, the next thing he's going to get me to do is build you shelters. Ah. Uh, me? I think that's really cute. But my oh. dad wants to build shelters for the sheep that he's going to send off to market. I think it's so, so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, better late than never. Yep. Okay, let's go. Yes. Salada biscuits. I love salt. Put salt in your coffees. What would that be like? Shit house. Okay. See ya. <laughs>